Josh Smith. I'm a PhD candidate at the University of California, Santa Cruz. Okay, Josh, so I was hoping we could start out by having you tell our listeners a little bit about why you study self-storage. So, I think sort of anyone who may have been out hiking in any of the many ecosystems that surround Monterey Bay, like Redwood Forest or Coastal Chaparral communities, um, probably has experienced and would share with me some connection with nature. And if you've ever been out walking along the trails and the shoreline of Mount Monterey Bay, you've probably looked out and seen kelp forests. But what you're seeing is only the tops of kelp. And um, diving opens up an entire new underwater realm. And for listeners that have maybe never been diving before, can you just quickly tell us a little bit about what that's like? When we go diving and we descend through that kelp forest canopy that you can see from the shoreline, it opens up this entire underwater ecosystem. And it's, it's not uncommon to immediately be surrounded by fish and diving seabirds um, and sea otters and sea lions. And so there's this incredible diversity of life. As soon as you get to the bottom, there's even more life. And the harder you look, the more things you'll actually see. One thing that I've noticed since I started diving here is that over the last three to five years, things in Monterey Bay Kelp Forest have actually changed faster than what we've seen over the last several decades. And so around the year 2013, we had a massive sea star wasting disease that just decimated populations of sea stars. And around that same time, we had a major El Nino event which created unusually warm seawater. And because of that warm water, kelp productivity declined. And so we sort of were hit with these two major events where we had this disease that killed all these sea stars, which are major predators in, in kelp forests, um, combined with a loss of, of kelp, which is food and habitat for many important species. As a result of, of that sea star disease and the loss of kelp forests, these herbivores called sea urchins, which normally live inside of crevices and, and eat drift algae, came out of their crevices looking for food. And so over the last three years, kelp forests have been entirely transformed to what we call sea urchin barrens. So these sea urchin barrens are areas that are void of kelp and all of the species that depend on kelp for survival, like abalone and other grazers and even fish, are no longer found in these barrens um, because there's no kelp to support those species. That's really interesting because just driving along the coast, you do actually see quite a bit of kelp. We haven't seen complete kelp deforestation, but in certain areas, we have seen a loss of kelp and this occurrence of sea urchin barrens, but it's really patchy around the, in, around the entire region. In, in other places around the world, particularly in the, in the Northeast Pacific, sea urchins are kept under control by sea otters, which are major predators of urchins. One of the main questions we have is, you know, this is sea otter country. Sea otter densities in Monterey Bay are higher now than they ever have been. So how could this outbreak happen here where there are so many sea otters? Could it be that the otters just don't eat urchins in Monterey like they do elsewhere? Otters are in fact eating more urchins now than they ever have been. But the key is where those otters are eating urchins. So 
So like I mentioned earlier, the kelp forests and sea urchin barrens are so packed in Monterey Bay right now, and the urchins that live inside of barrens are starved, but those urchins that live in the kelp forest patches are really healthy. And so in fact, what the otters are doing is they have a choice. They can either eat healthy urchins inside of kelp forests, or they could eat urchins that are starved in barrens. And they are preferentially eating urchins that are in kelp forests and mostly ignoring those that are inside of the urchin barrens. You've been listening to Sam Fisher, Dr. Bennett, Dr. Smith, and to all of you for listening.